Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Break here on Unsafe Space. This is a live show we do every Monday and Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. And today is freaking December already. It's December 3rd. I'm Carter, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Carrie Smith, who Beverly will magically put on screen. There she is. Um, Hi, Carter. In a, what, what is that hat? Is it a bear? It's a, I think it's a I think it's from Star Wars. I wore it for one of our guests. I'm kidding. It's, I think it's a it's a bear it's from or Star Wars. Star Wars. Was there a Muppets version of Star Wars? Yeah, Maybe, you yeah. know uh, the Christmas strolls happening this weekend in Georgetown. It's so exciting, and so it's just going to be straight on festivities from here until the end of the year. Fun hats. You got to wear your hat, your Jane hat. I'll put on my Jane hat in a minute if you want. But uh, oh, I have a. The knitters gave me a uh, a Santa hat last year. I oh, yeah, I should, yeah. I gotta go find it. I should start wearing my Santa hat because it's, it's December. Um, before we introduce our guests, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, as always, you can watch us at unsafespace.com or on YouTube or Utreon or Odyssey. Um, unsafespace.com is the best way to find us because no matter who bans us where, we're always there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at underscore unsafespace. And if you want to support us, you can go to unsafespace.com. And if you get your, if you support us at, I think, I don't know, some level, you get your name in the credits. Most people have their name in the credits. Uh, higher levels, you get some grenade mugs. Uh, grenades. And I don't know, I'm, I'm forgetting. So, oh, press the subscribe button. Oh, that thing too, you're supposed to do. You're supposed to press the subscribe button. Subscribe I'm such a good marketer. So we have we have a book club. It's always free to join and participate if it's your first time here and you're just learning about it. Uh, this month we're doing we're back to nonfiction this month. And this is the this has been one of right, the most it? requested yeah. books. Right. So we're doing Thomas Sowell's Black Rednecks and White Liberals. The first part is all about my people, the crackers. <laughs> so that's really enjoyable reading. It's it's kind of like your my cheeks get red a little when reading it. But um, we're doing this one on December 19th. And if you guys want to get a copy of this book, you can be on camera talking about it with us when we discuss that one, or you can be in the chat if you don't want to be on camera. Um, if you go to the book club page at unsafespace.com, you can find out more info. And then the next book is pretty, we're returning to something frivolous and light fiction. Um, I'm just kidding. It's not frivolous at all. It's very heavy, but it is That's fiction. what happens when I get to recommend a book. <laughs> hey, the Carter, next- what do you want to read? I know. How about Dostoevsky? Uh, yeah, Crime and Punishment. You can get started now. You're going to need two months for that one. That one's going to be January 30th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that long. It's not that bad. It's not like Brothers K. That's I could have I could have gone Brothers K. That's worse. Uh, so. No, I'm very All right, excited. I think we're good, right? I think I think we can yeah. introduce our guests. Carrie, do you want to introduce our guests or shall I? I'm so excited. I don't know if these people know each other, so we get they get to meet on camera. These are uh, two of my favorite people I've been able to talk to. One of these people, he's our frequently returning guest, Mike Harlow, also one of the most permaban people on Twitter. Hey! <laughs> I didn't realize you were back on Twitter until the other day, and you I liked really something, and I was like, oh, Mike is on Twitter? <laughs> I was like, I just assumed that he was off again. I just, you keep getting banned, so I just- I didn't think it would and- be so easy to just make another one. I wish I would have just done it like a long time ago. Yeah, well, well I, I miss you guys so much. Uh, well, it's, we it's miss good you. To see you. And speaking Wait, I, of new <laughs> permabands and new accounts, I I don't know if you know Jay. Let's just bring on. This is Junk Free PO. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> All right. That's a hat. 
That's the I right kind it. of hat to wear. Merry Christmas. James <laughs> Mikey. Mikey was one of the first people I knew that was part of a band from Twitter. And then trying to get when we got to talk. What up? Hey. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Dude, you're amazing. You're I've watched your channel you so much. Oh, thank you. I, I didn't even realize. Goofball uh, with the microphone, but here we same. are. I'm just a lunatic with the microphone. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I didn't realize when she told me you were you that you were you. And then I clicked oh. it and like, oh, my God, I've watched a bunch of your stuff. Sounds like something okay. by you say. This was pretty funny. I think it was a uh, spell check. I said, or maybe he misread what I said. I said, oh, the other guest is going to be drunk 3PO. Mikey said, who's drunky poo? <laughs> I was on the train. I couldn't see. That's a new one. I like it, though. It makes sense amazing. in my head at the time. Maybe my go. brain is melting with Biden's. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, we've I have both to... been uh, permaban from Twitter, so that's. Wait, you're already, you're also banned. From Twitter? I have a new account now, but yeah, I had like I had like almost twenty five thousand followers, and they went back and found something like over a year ago uh, when it had something to do with Gina Carano. I played a song, and they were like, "Yeah, you can't do that on Twitter." Off you go. I was like, man, they didn't even give me an opportunity to delete it. They just no knew song. Yeah. It no was Careless Whisper by Wham. It was Careless Whisper. Just the little, the little what? saxophone part. Yeah, and that was enough. Yeah, yeah. That was enough to get me off. <laughs> that sucks. That's TMI, yeah. man. Mikey, yeah. uh, uh, what? <laughs> tell me about your background. <laughs> the saxophone. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Uh, no, Mikey's I want to know about also... Mikey's background. It's like oh, it's, it's iridescent. Is no, like, your background. It's, it's like iridescent brick wall. Uh, Rainbow bright was banging someone behind me, and so this is these are the results. It's like Skittles jizz. But Mikey, will you tell? <laughs> I left it. Tell I Jay, like it less though, now. We told Jay about what happened to you because, and for anybody new, I know we we talked to people who've been on the show before, but if anybody's watching and they don't know, I still run into people who don't realize. Twitter is is so censorious. I know it shouldn't surprise me, but there are people in that sort of mainstream echo chamber who they don't even know what you're talking about when you talk about censorship. So just to make mm -hmm. it clear, they purposefully went after Jay. They found an old tweet from a year ago that had a little tiny clip of a saxophone chord in it from a Wham song, and they permanently kicked him off Twitter. And yeah. they did something similar to you the first time, right, Mikey? Yeah, the first three. I was uh, on the same account. I, uh, I actually had gotten a few times my uh, permanent ban undone, and then they found something else and redid it. So on the same account, I was permanently banned from Twitter three times or four times, four times, right? <laughs> I think I, I, I lost track. But I gave I, up on you enough that I gave up on you. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. But I um I got banned from Instagram recently though, and I got that undone. And so they would like reinstate my account and then ban it again a couple hours later. Like I hadn't even posted anything new. Um, so on the same Instagram account in the last few months, I've been banned eight times. <laughs> nice. We're going for a record here. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that people. I like this idea, Carrie, of people who don't have never heard of censorship. I just imagine them going censorship. I haven't heard anything about that. It must not yeah. be true. <laughs> no, they don't. They, they don't believe it. And if you tell them why, they always think there's a good reason. And so that's why sometimes I like to highlight the reasons. Like in Mikey's case, one of his first bannings was um, they purposefully misinterpreted 
something he said. He was he was he was tweeting in defense of a conservative woman that everybody was piling on because she spent the day with her kids instead of putting a black square on her profile or something. And he said, oh, I guess we got to burn the witch. They said that was hate speech inciting violence because he said burn right. the witch sarcastically permanently banned. Like maybe they need that thing that Beverly deep. has, the sarcasm thing. Beverly, put it up. For, yeah. This is what Twitter needs. <laughs> Beverly needs to make this for Twitter so that they know. There we go. Yes. <laughs> sarcasm. Yes. Frozen. One second. Well, basically what happens is people that don't like you, if they can find something to flag you, um, they'll find it and just get enough people to flag it and then brings it up and yeah. now you're gone. So yeah, now you're gone. Yeah. I think in my case, it's gotta be some like bitch in middle management that must just have it out for me or something. Yeah. Someone there knows you, Mikey. Yeah. There's probably what happens is cause there's real people involved at these companies who a lot of them are probably woke. If they get a thorn under their skin about a particular person, I mean, that's human nature, of course. Google came out a couple months ago and said they, they had had to reprimand and fire some employees for using their powers in, in personal ways, in the wrong way at Google. And, you know, their, their access to people's emails accounts and, and things like that. So, of course, if there's somebody who works there who has the ability to ban you and they don't like you because you're a loud-spoken gay person who doesn't fall in line with wokeness, it's like you've got someone there targeting you. It's, it's I'm sure it's probably just some idiot that like used to know me or I'm like who did I sleep with and not call afterwards. Yeah. Jay, have you? <laughs> I don't know why I'm the one in the frivolous mood today. I'm the one in the frivolous mood today. I want to comment on Mikey's appearance. I like I like the darker hair and the little beard and the like I like the the change in looks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. People, I keep wanting to shave this off, and then people are like, "No, don't." So I'm like, oh, "Okay, I guess I won't." Yeah, because you look oh, like you're out of high school now. Oh, I love you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> My dad said the opposite. He said to me, "He was like, oh, I like the facial hair. You finally look your age." I was like, done emancipating myself. All right. Should we talk about real stuff now? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I would like to hear from, I I just would like to, I know we've already talked about it a little bit, but um, how, how important is Twitter? Like as a platform, how important is that to what you do, Jay? Cause your audience, your audience is probably primarily on video platforms. Is that right? Uh, The only thing Twitter brings to the table for me is basically watching people have ridiculous meltdowns and then reporting on it. Like right now we're, we're literally watching Seth Rogen just literally <laughs> dig a hole and just keep going and going. And it's like the, the crazy thing is if you look at the census, like, like I guess the census report, basically people that are on Twitter is very, it's like the lowest percentage of all social media platforms. So it's not very, so it's like, it's it, it's not very high as far as information. YouTube is still number one and TikTok. They're, they're kind of the same as far as social media platforms of, of what people watch and sad to say, get information from. But um, so so basically Twitter's just there to 
um see the right for me right now it's just kind of why it's just gathering information basically uh, i appreciate people that follow me and 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 things like that the, the crazy thing is like the more people that i had on when i was like reaching that twenty thousand mark on twitter it was it, it was interesting because i i people reached out to me that had a bigger following like a hundred thousand you know and they were just saying hey just just so you know, just you got to be a little more tame. Because when I started Twitter, it was like there was a lot of fun and games where I get into like Star Wars fights with people on Twitter, you know, and then there'd be like mom jokes and stuff. And for the most part, it was like, you know, we we knew each other and we just it was like banter. But the more people that follow you, they don't know that, you know, this person and they don't know. And so when you're like, calling someone's mom like Bigfoot or something like that. And they're like, <laughs> dang, look at this guy. He's terrible. <laughs> you know? And so they were like, yeah, just kind of like, just, just know that there's a lot of people following you that don't understand the context. Cause you only get so many or, and so I was like, so having it nuked might've been a blessing in disguise <laughs> actually. Cause now people can't find anything, you know, like really they can't dig up anything pretty old. Yeah. Uh, if I did something whatever stupid or that's what they like to do but so now it's just primarily looking at like like seeing you know carrie like like your podcast you tweeted out so i could i follow and i can see what's coming up and who's going to be there it's pretty it's pretty much just for information at this point there's no fun on twitter it's the no fun zone and uh now with the new guy coming in you can't post memes you can't uh you know do a lot of things so it's just like you just go on to see information Honestly, at least for me at this point. So you can't have do you think Twitter's it. like, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying about Twitter not being as popular as YouTube or TikTok, which I, I get. But I it seems to me that the demographic on Twitter has a higher concentration of the uh, elites in the establishment like they're all on Twitter. So that's why it feels like it has this cultural influence because they're all like they're all paying attention to what's happening on Twitter. That's the sad thing. And I had talked about this before. It's like uh, they tend to look at Twitter hashtags as currency and mm. seeing like when something's trending or a hashtag is trending, they kind of like, OK, that's where we need to that's where we need to focus our attention on. So when something weird is trending and you're just and and it's like, why is that trending? That Like if you do your research, it's like really stupid. And but yet the elite people see that stuff. All right, for instance, the Gina Carano stuff, Fire Gina Carano was trending over and over and over again. And so they just kind of looked at that and went, yeah, I guess nobody likes her. Let's get rid of her. Uh, I guess so, we can fire her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like- but they control. they control what's trending and what you see and what you don't see. So it's sort of like a circular firing squad. Well, it's, it's crazy. So Nicki Minaj was trending for her comments about, I uh, you know, I don't know how- what you want me to say on here, but the we thing. all know like the jab, the cough, whatever. Yeah. And, and she was getting, she was getting a lot of heat, but she stood her ground and she has enough fall. Like Twitter kind of banned her for like a couple days. And then she took to Instagram to say, well, screw Twitter. Like I got millions of people over on Instagram. And then it's just so funny. Cause Twitter kind of was like, yeah, she's got a big following. Maybe we should just, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. give it back and like, leave her just alone. Quietly. Like anything yeah. trending from Nikki will just kind of, <laughs> we'll kind of put it over there in the corner. Um, so they just kind of left her alone because she she had such a big following and she was making such a loud noise about the narrative and stuff 
Um, they, it seems like they didn't want that, but I mean, interacting with elite is you can do that on Twitter. I honestly, that's how I met Gina and other celebrity people that, uh, I've gotten to know, um, which is really, that's how I met Carrie. It's how I met this, you know, so, so I guess there's good stuff. There's positive, but I think you're right that it's getting harder to do, to have fun there and to be funny and to have jokes because they're a little more as, as censorious as YouTube is. And we have to be careful. We always know Carter and I, we're going to get demonetized on certain videos right out the gate. That's fine. But then it'll surprise us once in a while when we get some of them taken down, we get strikes and, you know, can't come on the channel for a while. But even with all that, it's not as bad as Twitter. I think, I think it's yeah, harder. At I agree. It's weird. Yeah. They've left me alone so far on this account. I'm, I'm nervous. I feel like I just have like a piano hanging over my head and I'm waiting for it to fall. <laughs> So are you guys on TikTok? Because I downloaded TikTok the other day <laughs> to see what it was like. I want well, because for the for the exact reason that Jay is just saying, like I recognize it's a very popular platform, especially with young yeah. people. And I was like, all right, I like I'm the old guy. I need to see what the hell's going on. What's going on on TikTok? If you want to be blackpilled instantaneously and, and like borderline suicidal, just download TikTok and start scrolling through the videos. It is, it's like, it's worse than the Walmart pictures, like where you go to Walmart and see the worst of Walmart. Walmart. It's like that squared. Yeah, but some of the most popular TikTokers aren't young people. They're older people that are just hilarious, that make fun of young people. Are you on there? I have I one just to scroll. I really don't have anything. It's um, drunk 3 I don't have anything yet. I plan on like taking clips from my podcast and just putting it out there. Um, but it, it's definitely a tool that people are using because the algorithm is so much better on TikTok because you scroll so quickly. And the way it works is like, so if you stop and watch something like from start to finish, it's kind of like TikTok's like, oh, they like this. So they'll send more stuff that way. Yes. So if if you have a certain niche on on TikTok, whether it be your podcast or motivation or whatever it is, it if you keep with it and people begin to find it, it'll you know, it'll it'll uh, it'll really flood a lot of people over there rapidly. Uh, I, I had a guy that was a voice actor who's just starting out and he I talked to him on the phone. I was like, dude, do you have a TikTok? And he's like, no, I said, you should make one just. It's what you're doing on Instagram. Just do it on TikTok, and it, it ports over to Instagram. Uh, he did, and his audience has, uh, in just like a month, it has exploded because he just does his silly little voice acting stuff on there. Wow. So I was thinking of doing one, but I don't know what the I, hell I would. I, I'm too old for this shit. Like, what what am I gonna do if I can dance? I found I mean, it, I, it's so. Just so here's what I think is happening. It's there's a lot of stupidity, but I hear what Jay's saying. That's why I I want to figure try and figure it out. I feel like the old person on there. I've been also looking at it a lot. Carter knows, and the, the algorithm. What I hear you saying is that maybe the algorithm they haven't. It actually still works, and so the things that people are watching rise to the top. That's the way YouTube used to be way back in the day. Used to be when I mm-hmm. used to be when I worked in uh, entertainment. Remember the guy that did Kelly's shoes. Mikey knows, probably knows this. Shiz. Shiz. Oh, my God. Shiz. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. So I rep that guy. He had 
millions of followers. He, uh, it was at a time when people were just sort of starting to be able to create careers outside of the mainstream by using YouTube. And the algorithm was such that people, whatever people were watching, it would recommend more things like it and things would rise to the top. But, but they, they cut all that off, like in around 2006 or so. They started getting involved and they had, you know, the YouTube employees who would who would decide what was going to be on the front page and what was going to be featured. And, and they started sticking their fingers in it, all the tastemakers, you know, all the elite. And I don't think that's happening at TikTok. I think TikTok is still whatever people watch. You know, it's a democracy. It goes to the top. OK, let's there see censorship? the old people who help each other figure out TikTok. <laughs> Is there censorship on TikTok? Does anyone know? Do they censor? Other than like anti-Chinese stuff, I assume they do that. But like, I mean, like one of the things I like about Chinese-owned platforms, this is why I actually use WeChat, is yeah, they're spying on everything and I can't say anything about the Uyghurs, but I can criticize every leftist in the U.S. as much as I want. And they're like, China's like, mm, go ahead, I don't care. You know, <laughs> You're never going to get censored for, for, for wrong think on a Chinese-owned platform. Um but does anyone know, do they censor on TikTok? Is there like, or is there nothing to know, censor? It's actually, just people shaking their ass and dog videos. I don't know oh what man, the hell. Oh man, no, listen, you know the, uh, help me out, help me out chat. Or whoever, they, um, there was a concert and people were killed at that concert like a month oh. ago. The Vegas one? Oh, oh yeah, a month yeah. ago. What was that guy's name? He was a rapper. Uh, I don't know. Jason I thought he was a, wasn't he a Western like wasn't he a country Gosh, singer? No, 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 Carter. This was very recently. They were trampled. People were trampled. It was Astro at a... World. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, yeah oh, it was Astro at Astro World. World. We went on TikTok and just typed in Astro World, and, and Travis Scott. Thank you so much, B. Um, the amount of information that came out from all that was incredible, actually. On TikTok. So it's like they had videos so that were like, it? "This is this is a certain angle of what happened. This is what happened. This is what Travis Scott said." That. Now, gave you know, gathering if it's if it's uh, you know distorted or something because you know you don't know the source that well. But it, like a lot of the video angles and and the shots that they had when I was like looking into that um, was was quite impressive on on TikTok. And there's things on TikTok that I follow that's like history you might not know. And like this guy does these little quick history things. It's, it's so cool. And, and so it's like like you could find stuff like that. Uh, to fit your age, you know, so you don't have to see like <laughs> butt shaking, uh, stuff like that. And there's also a lot of podcasters, like my friend John Bartolo uses that to do like power clips from his podcast and it's quite popular. And so that just kind of gave me the idea, you know, and it just promotes his podcast even more. Um, eventually, like that's probably where I want to, it's more positivity. There's a couple of motivational people on there and they, they're, they're fantastic um that you want to hear a lot of people there's, uh, there's also people that do like this 30 second bible reading and they just kind of give you like a scripture and they're like they break it down real quick i, I that's the kind of stuff i like so that's that's out there just gotta yeah. find it <laughs> you gotta you gotta dig through all the butts and yeah the... yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was thinking i, I would make i want to make a tiktok but it's only about showgirls and reenacting scenes from showgirls that Maybe would I, like bring off. people on to reenact showgirls with me sounds but gay like <laughs> you haven't seen showgirls it's a cold classic man yeah showgirls was the movie like we like we watched you know saved by the bell 
And it was just kind of like, ah, say by the bell. And they're like, oh, she's in a movie. And you're just kind of like, wow, we've all come of age. We're no longer (laughs) Zach Morris's high school anymore. (laughs) So that's so funny. My Kyle McLaughlin was in that too from Twin Peaks, which who I love. And it was so sad seeing him in such a terrible, but then it became, <laughs> oh, but then it became one of those things, right? Cause it's so bad that you love it. Someone bought me like the, Oh, it's so good. I want to get Carter to reenact scenes with, with me. That's hilarious. Yeah, probably, probably that will not happen. <laughs> Can we put up, since you mentioned it, Jay, I just saw this this morning. I know Carter saw it. Can we put up that Seth Rogen tweet? Cause I have things I want to say about this. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Beverly. For you said just- what a loser. Before you continue, I just want to know. Carrie Smith is looked upon in this fellowship as one of the top mental, you know, like she comes in with the facts, philosophy. She's like, I've lived that life. I can tell you exactly what you're thinking. I know the philosophy. I could, I could break it down, you know, in like three sentences and just destroy your, your whole argument. And here she comes to Seth Rogen. What a loser. A laughing emoji. <laughs> she is that's also that's a that's savage. That's so great. So great. That's all <laughs> You know you that? just were like, I can't take it. You're just a loser. I'm done. That's you know so that? great. I love it. I love There's it. There's that part of the Bible that says, don't respond to a fool in the way that the fool talks. And then there's another part that says, yeah, you should respond to a fool in the way that the fool talks. I'm Man, not paraphrasing so it. that's funny. But sometimes it's like, there's nothing. It doesn't deserve anything more. So anybody that's just listening, if you're just listening to the audio version of our show, this is a tweet from Seth Rogen where he says, we really pissed off tens of thousands of white supremacists with our new show, Santa Inc., which is now available on HBO Max. Please read the responses to this tweet for confirmation. So he's priming you already to say if anybody doesn't like it, they're white supremacists. This is this is the lowest level. Like it, it, social justice, when it starts out, like when it started out in college and stuff, you have all these intellectuals and academics who add this, this pseudo-intellectual veneer. And they have, you have to read through Judith Butler and all this crap about, <laughs> you know, white supremacy and heteronormative society and da, 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 And they try to make it sound like above your head. But once it becomes mainstream and it filters down to the morons like Seth Rogen, <laughs> <laughs> then you really hear what it is about, which is like, anybody that doesn't like me, white supremacist, right? Like, that's what this is. Well, I, what, what a loser! I mean, that's just where we're at. <laughs> he's been he's been uh, going through a time of it for a while, though. I mean, did you see his thing recently about the carjacking? Cars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is so funny oh. because it's like it just goes it, to show how like the way that they talk, the the way that they use things is always wrong. But there's sometimes some validity behind some of their points when it applies to them. Because talk yeah. about privilege that for people yeah. who aren't worth $40 million or 50, however much he's worth, that, can, yeah. that can't tolerate their cars getting broken into on a – He's like an ugly pothead version of Marie Antoinette. 
But you know the yeah. worst What's part the problem about with that? Get, your we, cars get broken into. That happens all the time. Just get one of your other cars. That's that, but that's not the worst part of the, <laughs> the the worst part of that whole tweet was, hey, somebody left a knife in my car. And if you get it broken into multiple times, maybe someone will leave you a little toy too. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. Someone to break into my car and leave a murder weapon. You know, <laughs> that's what I need in my life, you know? Someone broke into my car. Hey, look, there's a gun. Why don't I play with it? You know, or like there's a bloody knife in here. Cool. Thanks, Seth Rogen. Well, it's uh, like, that's exactly hear, what I wanted. Did you hear uh, Pete Booty Juice had said, um, oh, you don't have to worry about gas prices when if you buy an electric car? It's like, cool. The average one, I think, is 50 grand, 60 grand. I know. Yeah, yeah I have that. Can't you tell yeah. by the room I'm living in? <laughs> Damn, I'll take two of them. Plus, you always have a friend with an electric car. They're always calling with issues. Like, I couldn't get to the charging station. Can somebody pick me up in this town in Texas? It's like, Gee. you know, it causes problems. Really? You uh, get you get messages like that? Yes. <laughs> I've never seen that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I have a Tesla, but it's dead in the middle of nowhere, and I need someone to come pick me up and... Yeah, yeah what do you one do, of the Ryan? messages was like, I'm, I'm about to, I'm on this back road in this town and I'm, I don't, I got lost. <laughs> I'm going to go down the street, but I don't know if I have enough battery power to get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like you can jump that car. How does that work? Yeah. You bring like some Duracell batteries and just stick it in the back just to make it home? It's like, that's what, do they no, have something can, like that? You, can you get, have to like, tow it, right? I don't know. <laughs> no, I saw in Shark Tank, you can get like, they were, they were hawking like a portable charger. For your car, it's like this fucking big. This it's like wide car costs. Yeah, it costs like thousands of dollars. <laughs> it is another car. Like, and you just have to, someone there. just has to drive it there. Yeah, yeah well, I, like, I tow it. <laughs> yeah, tow it. Wow. I just want to read this one super chat, guys. This is from Andrew Knapp, who gives us five dollars. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew says uh, he gave me that verse that I was butchering. He says, "Do not answer a fool according to his folly." lest you also be like him. Answer a fool as his folly deserves, lest he be wise in his own eyes. I, I always try to figure out what that verse means. And is it a time for me not to be like a fool or to be like a fool? I don't know. Anyway. I like, the, I prefer the, what's the Mark Twain, Mark Twain quote about, uh, I think it's Mark Twain. Never get something about never get, never get into a conversation or debate with a fool because uh, people won't be able to tell the difference. Yes, that's a good uh, one. And never wrestle like with a pig because you'll just get dirty and the pig likes it. Yeah. Well, fortunately, Ooh, here's what here's one. what gives me hope. Here's what gives me hope. <laughs> Seth Rogen's new thing that he's talking about, the Santa bullshit. Uh, I just checked Rotten Tomatoes this morning. 2%. That's, yeah, there's the, thank you. It's down to two. Is it three? <laughs> oh, 3%. 3%. Oh Fauci's at 2%. He's at 3%. <laughs> Three wow. percent. Okay, so I let's just be honest. It's all white supremacists. All right, so <laughs> right, the tens of thousands of them out there. Yeah, he's, yeah. It's white supremacists who hate these uh, poor, impoverished black people on screen here. Gosh, <laughs> Pete, Greta, Fauci, Santa. So white supremacists really? can't handle that. That's the blackness because... of booty juice. They always have, as we've noticed, that there's a big disconnect between the critics and the audience. If you look at those scores there for those other films, 
whenever the audience hates it, the critics love it. And they're like, you stupid people are just not smart enough to get why this is great. But I have a feeling, I read a review of Santa Eek and they didn't like it either. I have a feeling this might be one where you see the audience score and the critic score a little bit closer together. Maybe that's why the critic score is deleted from this. So you can't see what the, there's no, it says we don't have enough. There is no critic score for that one. Like, all right. (laughs) They don't want to be mean to Seth. (laughs) I don't think it's populated yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why Hollywood and, and other, I don't know, elitists, maybe they, they can't stand uh, this. This is a, this is one of the reasons for social media. Uh, I guess they can lock down on certain things like on YouTube and stuff, because now with the power of YouTube and Twitter, you you build a big enough following, then you become the critic that people want to listen to. And these paid critics that are out there, like you said, there's a huge disconnect between critics and everybody else. So it's like and it makes you wonder because it, it, there was always that talk where it's like if they paid the critic a little bit more money then they, they got a good movie review, you know, back back in the day. And now it's like, well, I don't have to go to a critic because I could be the critic and people will find you and say, yeah, I like I like the movies Jay watches. So I understand. So I'm going to I'm going to go to him. If he likes the film or doesn't like the film. And then these professional critics are out there like, man, we got to stop this stuff. They're taking money out of our pocket. They're hurting this. Like, we can't stand honest opinions. <laughs> we got to get yeah. rid of. Uh, and so now they're blaming it, like Seth Rogen, blaming it on white supremacists. They're blaming it on misogynists, you know, who don't, because it just if a woman was a star and the woman and, and the movie sucks, it's like, well, it must be all misogynists that hate that film it's like they can't take an L, you know, and, and just say, yeah, maybe we made a a terrible movie, you know? And so it's one of those things. It's funny too, because it's made for such weaker characters in movies and in shows and everything. Cause me personally, before all this social justice woke shit started, all of my favorite characters ever are all women, but it was before all this stuff. So they didn't have to tell you every two seconds how they're a strong woman, you know, but now you watch any of them with their like female led stuff and it's you want to put a gun in your mouth. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that I used to really like the strong female lead characters, even the ones that were unrealistic where she would beat up people that she couldn't pop. Like it was kind of cool. Yeah. But then like it, it got, we got so saturated with it and they started bragging about it so much and pushing it so much. And then if you didn't like something, it, you were the misogynist. And now I've gone completely the other way and say, like, I don't want to see it. Like you have to work harder if you're a female lead in, in a role like that. Cause I'm like, I, I just assume that you're there for diversity reasons at this point, rather than that you were part between of a, a woman script. and a woman. I right. don't want to see women movies. Right. Yep. What's but a, what's a women movie? A strong, independent woman who needs no man. The Aliens was one of my favorite movies of all time. Aliens. Sigourney Weaver was oh, like great movie. the ultimate badass yeah. woman. Yes. Like, yes. Kill yeah. Bill or Scream. Yeah. Terminator. Or even Linda, Terminator 2. Linda Hamilton yeah. with the Oh, what they did for her in that last movie. Sarah yeah. Connor. But still, like, yeah. she, yeah. And then there... Someone in the chat said Tomb Raider. Like, yeah, there's this, there's a lot of them out there. It's like it's so weird. We got to this place where it's like there's no women in film that are like strong. Like we just named a whole bunch. <laughs> we just named. Yeah. 
it's like my goodness. I had a poster of Sigourney Weaver uh, in my room growing up. It's like I was like, man, that's who you want tucking you in. I, like that's who I want around. Like she'll kill everybody, you know. And yeah. she'll take care of the cat, you know. So it's like it's a, it's just a combination. I had a awesome. Kill Bill, Death Proof, and Scream. Do you guys remember the uh, the old? Do you ever watch any of the old Pam Greer movies from the seventies, like Coffee and yes. uh, Jackie Brown? Well, she was in Jackie Brown. Yeah, uh, but mm-hmm. but she those were it. all the black exploitation movies. But it was a female lead, and she was always kicking ass. And I mean, that's a great history of of badass women in in cinema. But and they went act like that never even happened. Yeah. But now they think that uh, a strong woman, it's just like, you know, she's flawless. She's sm- stronger than everyone, smarter than everyone. Like, that's not interesting to watch. Like, if you look at the yeah. difference between, like, Princess Leia and the original Star Wars movies and that moron that they had in the new ones, it's yeah. not interesting to watch. Well, yeah, it's what- become fantasy world. Yeah, well, right. what they've done, too, is they've done this um, entire realm of making certain characters more powerful by tearing down characters that we already love we're talking star wars they tore down luke skywalker to build ray up and they just constantly do that like when they introduced captain marvel it was just kind of like the same thing like all powerful here i am um they can't do anything without me and it's just basically these characters that we've loved for years that took time and built up and you saw their, I guess, hero's journey uh, progress. It's e- it, it, it's a quick fix for Hollywood to just rip them down so quickly to build the next one up. You know, like that's that seems to be the model. And it's like, man, so so lazy. You Didn't know, I actually think that's so I, I think that's the goal. I don't actually because we just we just mentioned a whole bunch of strong female leads. They don't need more strong female leads, but they do need to destroy the male leads. Yes. So. I don't think it's about Captain America. I think it's about destroying the other uh, our heroes. I don't think it's about what's her name, Ray. Ray, I don't remember, but it's about destroying Luke Skywalker. Like that's the point. She's just a she's just a tool used to destroy Luke Skywalker. That's the point. But they even even destroy. What's that? Well, I was going to say they did it to He Man. Just as you were speaking, Jay, I was thinking of the ones I've heard about recently: Batman. He-Man, Captain America, Luke. It's just, you're right. I hadn't really thought about it that way before, but they're tearing down the Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. They're not just, uh, they're not just introducing female characters. They have to shit all over the male characters that we grew up with as well. Well, and shit shit on the female characters that we grew up with who weren't like that also. They did it with Leia. They did it uh, with, oh God, one of the worst ones was the new Aladdin remake, what they did to Jasmine. Where she literally, the movie stops for 10 minutes for her to sing a song about how she won't be silenced. And she sings her song and the male, every man just goes poof. He literally goes poof. And then it's like, oh, she was imagining it. (laughs) It's so terrible. I swear to God, if I go next month to see Scream 5 and it's woke... I will cry. Oh my God. I will cry. They better not touch a hair on this woman's head. I will cry. <laughs> I've never actually seen Scream, so I'm, I don't. Yeah, you're very. Don't even. Don't even. I saw Mikey uh, tweeted. I don't mean to laugh at you, 
because I know you were serious, but he was you were saying something about how with the with the COOF, uh, they have the discriminatory vaccine passport things where you couldn't go to the movie theaters to, to see showgirls. And you were like, and, and I really was like, what more can they take from you, Mikey? <laughs> you can't. They had a midnight screening of showgirls in 35 millimeter, which I've waited my whole life to see showgirls in a movie theater at midnight, and I can't even go. I'm planning a trip now. So like, when the new house, I was I was planning to go to a trip. On, to, on a trip to Texas anyway, but I planned it for when the new Halloween movie came out just so I can make sure I could see it. So now I'm like, where the hell am I going to travel for Scream 5? Because I'm going somewhere. I'm not going to just like risk not getting in. This is true. Maybe you're not going anywhere. You've seen they're kicking around uh, the idea of uh, vaccine passports for domestic travel. Seems like that's just a matter of time until they do. I saw a thing came out today that they asked Biden and Biden said he's not going to do that. I'm like, oh, now I know. Now, you know, he will. <laughs> yeah, he said that a lot about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that he said that, I know that they're going to be doing it pretty soon. Uh, it's all right. I didn't mean to bring you down. I figured now is just no, you, already you have anyway. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's horrible. It's it's crazy. I mean, I can't go to a damn movie if I want to here. Where are, are you? you still in New York? New York. Oh. Wow. You know, yeah. I was just in I was just in Times Square just a few months ago and I I did a meetup there because I was selling like Welcome to Rebellion shirts and stuff. And like so I did a meetup in Times Square. I was there for like seven days. Yeah. And what I found interesting when I was there, um, uh, there was some of the store, like the Swartz's toy store, like they were like, they had the signs up, but they had a guy out front going, you don't need a mask in here. And wow. we went to a couple, maybe I shouldn't have said the store name, but they, sorry, <laughs> but we, uh, there was a couple of places we went to eat and half the people with us, you know, there was, there was, we, we were mixed half facts, half not. And, um, they, we went to one place for breakfast that I heard that was really good and there was nobody in it. It was right near my hotel. Cause I was staying like in times square, which was just pretty cool. And we went in and the, and the manager met us and he's like, I need to see your passports. And I was like, and I already knew, I was like, there's some people here that don't have, I was like, Oh, no problem, man. We'll go somewhere else because what New York has done, they put places you can sit outside. If you don't want to show like mm-hmm. certification. And the manager was like, just, just come in. Like we're hurting here, man. Like just come in and eat. So yeah. it's like, okay, no problem. Well, that's the so, thing is, like the the people who have gotten it are the one the ones that are afraid to leave their house. So the people that they've segregated from going to restaurants are the ones who would be gladly giving them their mm-hmm. business. No, I've had that happen to me a couple times. That um, they go, oh, you you have to eat outside, and I'm like, no, screw you. We'll go somewhere else. I'm not I'm not sitting in the naughty section on the naughty step, you know. Yeah. I will say this though, there was uh the Krispy Kreme was giving away like two like free donuts if they got to see like the, the Vax card. Cause how I was just like I was just like asking people on the street, I was like, Can you give me a couple donuts, man? I need like <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Yeah, no problem. They're like they, they had like this little I'm in Times Square, like asking people for their uh, like there's like a little drive-through window that they have there. It's so I love Krispy Kreme. And they were like, me yeah, too. no problem. They just walked up and waved it for me. And the guy's like, okay, here you go, here you go. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's the greatest day of my life. They even like, I even got a hat. You know? <laughs> oh, I like, I yes. <laughs> Krispy Kreme was, so I'm from South Carolina. That's our donut company. 
You can go to the original Krispy Kreme place. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go down to South Carolina sometime. I love it's it. A fr- it's a free state. Uh, Lord Vito. Thank you, Lord Vito. <laughs> I have to read this one. He says, I'm donating more because 3PO is so handsome. Thank you, man. That's my Florida brother. It's the hat. Yeah, I saw he said, hello there, Florida boy represent earlier. Thank mm-hmm. you, Lord Vito. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, TPS, it, it, I'll just read one more real quick. TPS gives us five bucks, thanks, and says, even though I love Lord of the Rings, I hate that Jackson weakened the characters for narrative. Steel sharpened steel. The Hobbit was crap. That's his opinion. Yeah, I didn't like the Hobbit too much. I I've didn't never like seen the any of them. Lord of the Rings either. Really? No. Wow. No, I don't like the books. So that's just like double whammy. Wow. Any of them. Yeah. I, I always thought I was the only one. Please no. don't walk near I, a church. What's that? Yes. <laughs> well, you probably shouldn't walk near a church. <laughs> for saying that out loud. Strong. Yeah. Strong I, don't, I mean, I like a lot of science fiction and stuff. I just, uh, I guess I just don't like a lot of, I don't know. Maybe I don't like a lot of fantasy. But uh, I tried fair, to read them with my enough. daughter. And I was like, yeah. Just wasn't my thing. It was like, are they? Are we going to move on at some point? Is there a plot? Are we going to talk more about the hills of the Shire? Did you like? <laughs> did you like Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe? Like, did you like those? No, no. Yeah, the first Carter. Maybe, I it could be the genre first movie, but it was really good. I think so it's a fantasy thing. It? Yeah, I think Carter yeah, likes sci-fi, movie. but not fantasy. Like, do you like probably. anything with dragons? Anything with dragons? That's a good question. Let me think about that one. I don't think. No. I, uh, <laughs> any books with drag? I can't think of a book with dragons that I like. No. I mean, Game of Thrones. Uh, I didn't I watch never it. watched Game of no, Thrones. I don't give a shit about Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched it. And for years, everyone was like, thought I was crazy. And I feel totally justified now. I'm like, I was right all along. Oh, Beverly really pointed out, I like D&D, though. Oh, yeah, right? I do. So that's weird. I do like D&D. This role-playing. It's participatory. It's better. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I don't know. Participatory. You guys and your big SAT words on the show. Man. What was the word that we used before it started? He, he, he liked he liked frivolity, frivolity. earlier. Yeah, Walker, frivolity. Yeah. <laughs> but you were saying you were, you're teaching. Uh, I can't remember. Fifth grade. Your teacher, right? Yeah. No, so no. They're trying to learn how to write Fox. So. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I mean, I just kind of grabbed the word. Yeah, but yeah. Like we're they're not using frivolity, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Super that's Iron Bob sure. says, if the average American's blood is so sugar laden, is Krispy Kreme rewarding you for adulterating that sugar, getting rid of the competition? Thank you, Super Iron Bob. I don't know. I could eat uh, if Krispy Kreme is near my home, I just I, I every day. Easy. They just built one near me. Mm. And and the Cinnabon that delivers, because I haven't gotten fat enough. <laughs> I think uh, I was in, in New York. I'd go to Krispy Kreme a lot because I'd walk. I walked a lot when I was in New York. I was like, that was kind of, it was kind of neat. It was my first time, like in Times Square, like experiencing oh, that yeah. whole. So, I, like, I was up to like three in the morning, and it was really weird because there was people that were from New York that was with me, like they were just like mesmerized by me. There was like a PETA protest, and I'm like, what's going on over there? And I'm like walking in the middle of it, you know, looking at everything, and like, <laughs> I'm like. Okay, and they're like, get out of protest, man! Like, you're not supposed to be in there. And you know, they were shoot, shooting a music video, and I got to be in the video. 
<laughs> it was so cool. I was like in the back. Uh, and like, it's it, so I just did all that stuff while I was there. I had a blast. I didn't sleep for like a week. So I, I, I love it. When were you here? Uh, about two months ago. Oh. I'm surprised yeah, September, you September. September. I had a lot, man. I had the. I had a blast. I Ubered everywhere. Every one of my Uber drivers did like were like, you could take your mask off in here. Like it, it was just I, I went and saw the Ghostbusters place, the 9-11. I just did everything I could possibly do. I gotta go back because I want to see Lady Liberty. The place um, where they filmed 9-11. I want to go to all those places. I want to go to Coney Island. Um oh, it was Island. it was, was awesome. Fun. I loved it. Yeah. I loved going into. I, I just. I don't know. I stopped and had noodles. I like everywhere I went. I was like, let me get a slice of pizza. Let me get a hot dog. Let me get this. Let me get. Th-. It was went to the Nintendo place. I, I can keep going for hours. I, I you, loved it. So, so when I interviewed you, Jay Carter wasn't there. It was one of my standalone interviews. So I don't know if he knows, but you have a really cool job. In addition to doing your podcast, you get you get to go. Um, as part of Geeks and Gamers into theme parks. Yeah. So you're always like interacting with people. Like, yeah. Is that Wait, but, what does he do? I need to, I, Carter still doesn't know. Uh, so <laughs> I run a YouTube channel called Park Hopping where okay. me and my team, um, we go to theme parks all over or talk. We talk news with the lockdowns and stuff. It's, it was a lot of news, but we would go to theme parks and try the food and try the new rides and try all this stuff and and get paid to do it so oh, that's so interesting awesome. that's cool yeah i was I'm, at disney I, yesterday and i bumped into somebody wearing one of my shirts said gina carano did nothing wrong and we <laughs> sat there and had this whole conversation so i was like i recorded a video for gina and she put it on her instagram story it's kind of funny that's and awesome. uh it was like uh, it, it, yeah, it was just, it's, it's kind of neat. So I was at the Grand Floridian. They made this giant gingerbread house. We were reporting on that where you could like go and eat part of the house. <laughs> so like gingerbread <laughs> cookies. Walk through. It's a huge gingerbread house. It's impressive. Oh God, I want to go there. And, uh, yeah. And then I went to Magic Kingdom, watched the fireworks and just recorded it. And it's a tough life, man. It's a tough life. Yeah. It sounds like it's on, hard uh, for you. Jungle Cruise ride. You know, it's really rough. It's like, it's, it's, <laughs> What so I, love about, I love geeks and gamers I, so much. I love about your job is that, and I don't do it. So I know any job can become a job after a while, but it's, it's not just that you're in this place where people are going to have fun and celebrate, but you get to interact with people all the time, which yeah. is cool. You're not just behind the camera doing a podcast. Like you're out in the world interacting. With I've always been things. a traveler and it's like, I got addicted, you know, um, I've been around the world twice and maybe three times and just to see and i always tell people it's it's really sad that the times that we are living in today but only 10 percent of americans own a passport uh, according to the census like in 2019 which means a lot of americans never got to see what the real world looks like outside of america and it's really a beautiful place and i remember there were these times like i was traveling all through uh, the Gulf War, like, like not the Gulf War, the, uh, the Gulf War. Like How after, old are you? Uh, no, 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 yeah, not that one. But when when we were uh, after 9-11 um, and people were like, oh, everybody hates Americans. You shouldn't go there. Man, it was like the furthest from the truth. Everywhere I went, it, it, it wasn't everybody was very welcoming and and not one person gave me the oh, I hate American, you know, speech or anything like that. 
And it's just to it, it was like those type of adventures that I had opened your eyes to how terrible the media is in this country. Um, and just a little bit of a little bit of light. So basically they would find one person in another country that hates Americans. And that would be the big headline. Yeah. Everybody hates Americans. Don't travel. Don't do this. We were even told when I was going, uh, I was working in Sri Lanka that it, you might want to wear like a Canadian shirt or don't wear an American flag because we, the reports are coming in that they hit furthest from the truth. Like it, it just wasn't even, um, close, you know, and, and, but I, I think people should venture out of the country at least once. Um, and don't do the tourist thing. I mean, it's okay, but you know, like just see the world and like how a lot of people live, you know? Um, and, and it's just like, for, for instance, America has a high suicide rate. It's terrible, especially among young people. Yeah. When I was in Haiti, like they have a 0%, one of the poorest countries in the Western hemisphere. You know, and, and it makes you wonder, it's like, why is that? You know, why, why is that? Um, why we does that not cross good. their mind when there's like a lot of people are starving? You know, it's just like, and, and in other places like that too, it's just like, you just see, uh, it's just so different, you know, and, and it makes, it makes you question a lot of things. It makes you wonder like what's happening in our country compared to this country compared to that and, and seeing, um, but, but at the end of the day, it's just seeing the beauty of culture and people and, and it, it makes you, uh, I, and I won't keep rambling, but if you get stuck at home looking at Twitter and our news, you will fall into this pit of everything is bad and ugly and terrible and violent. And that's like the furthest from the truth. It's like um, the world is beautiful and there are beautiful people and there are people doing amazing things that are changing this world for the better. It just will never get the spotlight ever. And and it's just yeah. and to experience those things firsthand, to experience Christmas in another country uh, and different holidays in other countries. It, it really is like it makes you understand and appreciate how beautiful everything really is. And it's not as bad as what people make it out to be. So, all right, Rand, that's it. I was done. But yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. But I think and I think there's an extra component to it, which is I don't think you can appreciate Western culture without leaving the West. I don't think you can really appreciate what's going on here and what it's like to be here. Like we have a lot of people who are whining a lot about first world problems or they're hypersensitive about this or that, or they're, they're arguing, Oh, you're, you're in this white supremacist patriarchy and this is wrong and that's wrong and blah, blah, blah. Uh, these people haven't left the country. They haven't seen like, this is what it's like elsewhere. This is how the world is elsewhere. And I don't think, I think it's actually quite difficult to appreciate the West until you've spent time not in the West. Exactly. That's um, why I said every American should travel at least once. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and unfortunately, we live in a time where it's it's very difficult to do that um, right yeah. now. But I mean, I was just in Mexico and I was there for a week and got in, got out. Didn't check for no vax path. Didn't check for anything. It was it was I had a had an amazing time there. Uh, we were working on a on a special needs home for children over there. So it was pretty it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. So the people there were beautiful. The, I, I went to beautiful places. The food was amazing. Um, and just hanging out with like some of the poorest of the poor people, but they're just happy, enjoying life, you know, just like uh, being creative, making toys, making things out of, like out of trash, you know, it's just like to it, it you know, it's just it's really different. It's really mm -hmm. different. So 
I think that's what's behind a lot of our problems, though, here is that we've just had it too good for too long. We're such overly privileged Americans that, you know. Yeah, because you've got to have – you have – that. there's a thing called uh, hedonic adaptation, which I'm not sure if it happens in a cultural level, but it definitely happens at a personal level where you, you adapt to your circumstances. And I think, you know, we need something to be upset about or to find injustice about or be annoyed about or whatever. And so – no matter how comfy life gets and no matter how, how good things are, it just means we'll, we'll apply that upset to something that's trivial and minor, yes. right? When maybe we should be that, like, it would be appropriate in another circumstance, but it's no longer appropriate, but we still have this pent up, um, you know, we get too used to the way things are and suddenly minor ter- perturbations are uh, blown out of proportion dramatically. And, you know, we're, we're crying because someone tweeted at us the wrong way. It's sort of yeah, like, you know what? What? go ahead, Carrie, go ahead. Well, yeah, it's like everybody deep down wants to slay a dragon. And if you're living in a society that's so you have everything oh, so comfortable, you're going to make, right. yeah, you're going to make dragons out of everything. Like uh, the word spirit animal is a dragon. Nobody can use that. It's, it's problematic. Right. It's offensive. It's triggering. You know, they come up with new things to be upset about every day. Right. They have to. What, well, I also saying? think one of our biggest problems is we have too much stuff. Yes. And like anywhere else, everywhere I've ever traveled, like people just don't have like I have more stuff in this room than some people have in their whole home. And it's just like it it's uh the more stuff you get rid of, the less it clings on to you, you know? And it's just like it's just a, such a freeing thing to see people um not having not having to worry about the latest chair or desk or not saying that that's wrong. Don't get me don't get me wrong, but it's just like their minds are just on totally different. They just think about totally different things, which here in the States, it's like they come out with an iPhone every six months. And it's like, can you just make one like that last five years? You know, why do I have to upgrade yeah. every six months? Yeah. Um, you know, but that's exactly because it comes down <laughs> to money. Exactly. <laughs> and they know people like us will buy it, um, even though yeah. I haven't. I still got my iPhone 10. But <laughs> I'm, uh, are you are you going to stick with iPhone? I'm leaving iPhone now. I have got an iPhone, but my really? next one's going to be an Android because of their they're getting they used to be a little bit decent at privacy and they're getting worse. They're getting much worse. Um, so I'm just going to abandon. I don't but really have anything to hide, but I don't have anything to hide either. Uh, I have. Not I, saying you I, did. I, don't even. I wasn't accusing you. <laughs> That's not the point. Yeah, the point isn't what we have to. Hide. Well, I do have all that stuff to hide. But other than that, I don't know. what um, I think is going to happen is I think the pendulum. I said that right. It's a big word. Uh, I think. It, <laughs> I think what's going to happen is like with this cell phone privacy and social medias and all that stuff. I think. I think. Uh, we're going to get to an election where some of the right people are going to be elected and clamp down on all this like ridiculous type of censorship and social media will begin to change. Um, I don't know for, for maybe for better, for worse, but I think it will look different. I I remember like um, when it was like, I guess it was 4th of July. Mark Zuckerberg was on like a surfboard with the American flag (laughs) <laughs> you know, flying. Everybody was, was like, the "What the heck is he doing?" Well, hilarious. if you if you notice, like, I, and I I might have the date off, but like, I believe it was uh, two months before my governor in Florida passed a law. Like, if you were you know taken off social media because they thought they they were uh, for wrong think, then you have the ability to sue them. 
uh, and stuff like that. So, and that's popping up in different states now. And so I, it, it wasn't surprise me if like Zuckerberg and others are like, hmm, if these people get into like the highest office, we might be in trouble. Like we might, <laughs> they might pass some serious laws that are going to protect people that don't think the way we're trying to either push or protect uh, on things like that. And and so if we want to keep what little power that we do have as far as social media power and, and we, we might we might need to play a little. Hey, I'm pro America. Everyone look at me, you know, <laughs> I'm waving the yeah. flag on, on the beach. Look, uh, stuff like that. So it, it just we just found it very funny that he did it like right after those announcements uh, were coming. So, yeah, I mean, I think we'll Zuckerberg see. in particular wants regulation. Um, he wants to be regulated because it absolves him of having the responsibility for managing his own platform. I my my view on Zuckerberg personally is he's a pragmatist. Uh, I don't think he what he's as woke as everyone thinks he is. I think he's just a pragmatist. Um, and he thinks the way to get money right now is to kowtow to the Wokies. Um, and he thought for some reason that surfing with the American flag was <laughs> like a way to accomplish something. So that's what he did. Um, but if you listen to what he says in front of Congress, he's begging to be regulated because the moment that, that a large social media company is regulated, um, it, it makes it more difficult for startups to challenge them because complying with regulation is very expensive and it makes it easier for Facebook to absolve themselves of the responsibility because they can say, well, we complied with regulations. If you don't like what the result is, you can't blame us. We're just complying with regulations. And it, it shifts the blame away from Facebook and onto some, a nameless government bureaucracy, which by the way, we cannot expect to be controlled by anything other than radical leftists. Ooh. <laughs> Any other good news? <laughs> Any other well, I mean, you see what Facebook that is. That wasn't supposed to be depressing. You see what Facebook is doing, though. They're trying to make, they're trying to develop an entire virtual world uh, where you could walk in. Like, you could literally build a house in this virtual world and have your friends come over in this virtual, if you saw the commercial. Yeah. Uh, yes. And, like, oh, yeah. I, hey, VR I've got an Oculus. And, like, talk to your friends in, in like, a house <laughs> that you built in the metaverse. So yeah. it's crazy. I, 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 so I'm probably the odd man out on this show. I don't have a problem with any of that. Like I don't, we, I have an Oculus too. Like I think I thought meta was a dumb name for Facebook, but I stand corrected. I actually think it was really smart. Um, I thought it was a dumb name because it just, it just stands for the metaverse and it was, it was not very unique. However, um, I realized that, most people had never heard of the metaverse and now they associate it with Facebook, which it has nothing to do with Facebook other than yeah. they happen to what own the a the company. The metaverse is just, is basically virtual reality. It's, it's this, it's this it's idea that one. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. It's not Facebook's invention. Um, but because they named themselves meta, everyone now associates the entire metaverse with Facebook, which is brilliant. Um, and frankly, the Oculus two is quite a cool tool now i do have a problem with like people getting immersed in it and and just like anything else right i don't have a problem with wine but i have a problem with alcoholism i don't have <laughs> i don't have a problem with the existence of social media but i have a problem with sticking your face in your phone 24 hours a day and not interacting with humans i don't have a problem with the metaverse i have a problem with it replacing real life I mean, yeah, and I, so I, that's my, that's I think my it's inevitable that it will though. That, and that that's the way they're marketing it. And just like they want us to spend 24 hours a day on our phones, they want us to stay mm -hmm. in this virtual metaverse where instead of interacting, 
interacting with friends. I saw this great cartoon. It was a guy who like was just laying in a in the corner of a room with detrius, like all kinds of just garbage and stuff around him. And he had these goggles on and was just zoned out like a drug addict in this world that is beautiful. And it, I think that's sort of, they're pushing it because every dystopian novel that we've read for book club, for example, I think we're heading towards that place where there's going to be some kind of crash things in the U S we're not going to have it as good as we've had it. There's going to be economic hardship that like we haven't seen in a long time. Um, like my generation's never seen our generation's never seen. I think that's going to happen. And I think they're going to be obviously, yeah, they want us to be plugged into this virtual place so that we're just kind of like the same way they push donuts on us. No offense, Krispy Kreme, the same way they push like alcohol and drugs and donuts. It's like, you know, and now metaverse. And now you can just stay while the real world comes around you. You can stay in this virtual reality. I don't think it's that I'm not, maybe I don't think it's that conspiratorial. I think Facebook just wants to make money. The metaverse is a, a cool place. There's cool games. There's like stuff to do. They think that it's a, it's going to be the future. There's going to be an opportunity there. They want to make money. That's I like, Will people use it in that way? Absolutely. Will people use it for escapism? Yes, the same way they use everything else for escapism. And this is even worse because it provides even deeper form of escapism. So it's more dangerous. But um, I don't. I don't view it as like. I don't. Th- I maybe it's I'm an, maybe I'm being naive. I don't think Facebook is like, haha, we're gonna make sure everyone's like checked out. No, I don't think they're like that either. I just think ideology and, and the course of human events. Like I think things have a they have a blueprint sometimes. It doesn't mean like we've talked about before, when we talk about the end result of social justice, of woke ideology, there's not like a shadowy room with people like, ha, we want to destroy Western civilization, but that's the end goal. That's the blueprint. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. But it's, but I, but they're going to use every tool available. And some of those tools, I, I, I have a problem with demonizing the technology in and of itself. The technology is good. Just like the internet. It's it's good technology. It can be used to absolutely push radical leftist agendas. But in a healthy culture, it would be a healthy technology. It would be applied healthfully. Like it's all right. Hold on. Where where culture is a healthy culture? We're human beings. We have it. We are. We are constantly fighting off our own personal addiction, whether it's even caffeine or sugar. We're constantly sure. trying to fight off our own personal imperfections because we are imperfect. Sure. But we want it. We live in a world where they say if you're not perfect, you'll never be successful. You'll never look good. You'll never be invited to the party. You'll never have followers. You'll never have this. And when you push up against what they're pushing is perfection, that's that's the most unhealthy thing at all. I'm not saying to like look at someone that's morbidly obese and say you're perfect the way you are. But it's like it seems like we're constantly pushing the exact wrong thing instead of what's absolutely right. Instead of the metaverse, sure. I have never seen one. Have we had? Do we even have television commercials telling people to go outside and take a walk? Yeah, you know what <laughs> of I mean. We like, don't. We of don't course we don't. But that's, that's right. So my that's point saying, is, it's like, not television that's the problem. It's our culture that's the problem. And yes, but people you said can, like in a healthy culture. And I'm saying, tell me where there's a healthy culture because I don't think that exists. I think that's a well. Fairy our tale. point. I mean, well, I mean, the entire point of what I'm doing is to try and foster a healthy culture. I mean, we used to have a healthier culture, I you that, and yeah. I don't blame technology yeah. for the decline of our culture. I blame bad ideology for the decline of our mm. culture. Yeah, like the commies Where, had, like the commies didn't. It, huh? 
You said we used to have a healthy culture? I think we used to have a much healthier culture in some respects, not in other respects. Sure, like humanity has always been a mix. I get that. And we need to move forward by becoming more healthy, but and not by, you know, just because heroin's invent, let's say someone invents opioids. Well, they have a legitimate use. You can do some surgery. You could like, there's things that you need opioids for that make humanity better. But injecting heroin into your, your, arm and lying on the park bench until you pass out is not a good use of heroin like it's not heroin that's the problem it's not the opioids that are the problem it's the way we use them and i don't i don't like the idea of removing agency from humans and saying these things make us do blah 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 nothing makes you do anything i could go get cocaine and heroin right now i don't do them i don't think they i agree with you but i'm just saying 80s we had crack crack um was a killer and it just totally destroyed like it's it started off this whole drug war and this whole like drug dealer thing. Well, like, the government started the drug war. Let's be clear. Who did? The government started the drug what? war in the 70s. Well, we're all like that's what I'm saying. So like we're trying to go back to find a healthy time of culture. And it's just I just don't see I just never saw it existing. I even as a history, you know, reading back in history, the problem is like we live America had great has a great time, but empires rise and fall all the time, you know, right. and if America was considered a, a great empire where we were financially flowing and things like that, then that um, I'm not saying that we can't get back to those times. Um, if we if we do the right thing, like what you're trying to say, like pr- promote healthy culture, I think we can get to those times uh, perfectly, perfectly well and good. But I mean, empires rise and fall, and and this is the thing. I, I will say this about. Yeah. I, by the American way, I'm on culture. board with that. America is in the falling empire stage. Like we're in agreement on that. Yeah. I so okay. when the earthquake happened in Haiti in 2010, in 2010. Um, America, America was the most generous. Americans as a whole are, are are generous people. America as a whole gave the the average citizen person. We gave four billion dollars to rebuild that country. The American government gave 150 million. <laughs> and so the what I'm saying is like if we if we begin to prioritize and reinvest in our own selves, <laughs> it seems like Americas go out and they want we we as a whole, as as the human race as Americans, tend to be more generous, more healthy, more giving more loving, more anything like that. And like what you're saying is like, to me, that is a healthy culture. The problem is now it's like when we're giving people these alternatives to do something that like a metaverse, like different social media aspects and stuff, it's almost as if we're like robbing ourselves of what we could possibly be doing. That's just my opinion. Uh, I'm not saying take it away. I don't understand the alternative. Censorship or anything like that. Yeah, I guess uh, I don't understand the alternative. Like, what's the we? Like, who, who's we that's what? giving them virtual reality? Like, it's so just like, here, so people like, out the, inventing cool things, doing their thing. No, trying to, I, like, I totally get like, it. But I'm just saying there's not a balance. Because I think, I think how we react to so everything ugly. is out of balance. The yeah, society totally. can get so ugly where it's like, it's so ugly, let's just go. You know, and it, yeah. it's sure. just... I think you have to look at the totality of everything that's happening. Maybe if this were a different time and this existed, it wouldn't be so bad. But, you know, I think, you know, there's never going to be a time where everything is perfect. But I think it was kind of a joy to grow up in the 80s and 90s and 2000s, like in a way that it's not now. I can't imagine having kids now and people want to force 
muzzles onto their faces and want to inject them and want to tell them you might you might be transgender. So I can't imagine what it would be like having kids. And the thing is, we were already in such a dire situation before the last year or two that you have parents who just put an iPad in front of their toddlers and say, have fun, and kids are being raised by iPads. So now I think this is just going to be the next and worst extension of that. And the thing is, you have these antisocial people with emotional problems that have a lot of power and we're sort of just building culture and building society around the emotional problems of people like Mark Zuckerberg and Dr. Fauci, who, I mean, he's on record 30 years ago talking about how people need to stay away from each other. He wrote this psychotic paper. So it's like this unwell person who thinks that people should stay away from other people and we should all be as antisocial as he is. And now we're building society around his irrational phobias. Yeah, no one, I don't disagree with that. I, so I, I think it that. is a really bad thing though, when viewed in totality of like us being locked inside and already living. In I just don't know what, I don't know what you mean by it's a really bad thing. It's like, to me, when, when someone says tech, this, this piece of technology is a bad thing. It I sounds to me like is. they're saying a rock is a bad thing. It's like it's a rock. It's a thing. It's an inanimate object. It can be used for good or bad. Guns aren't bad things. Rocks aren't bad things. VR headsets aren't bad things. Peep bad is is a is a moral assessment that you make on the actions of a human being with volition. That's what the word bad relates to. Bad doesn't relate to inanimate objects. That's my point. Of course it does. Of course it, it can. It can it can relate to some technology though, like like, for example, mm -hmm. I would call, well, in an extreme version, I think it could. I, I would call uh, eugenics a technology that allows us to select for. The, eugenics like, is not a technology. Eugenics is a use of a technology. A use the of. The technology yes. would be CRISPR, a gene editing or whatever, like, right. or, in, or, or uh, selective breeding. That's the technology. But you use that whenever you want to pug or any kind of special dog. Like, selective breeding is useful and people use it. Should it be applied in certain cases? No. Is like, is it okay to like gene editing might be useful? It could save someone's life. Should it be used to, you know, create Franken Marxists to populate the no, like obviously not, right? But it's the use of it. That you can't use moral words and apply them to inanimate objects. Yes, you can. You of course can. <laughs> well, you can't be right and do it. You can do it, but can. it's you're wrong. A rock, like you said, is a net neutral for society. I think what we're saying is this is going to be a net negative. Who decides what a net you're not the universe god that decides what's good for society. People, you only can decide what's good for Mikey. So you don't get to decide this is good or bad for society. The same argument was made against the internet by Luddites who were like, the internet's going to destroy everything. And it did fuck up a lot of things. But it also made us see that CNN is a bunch of lying assholes and that we don't trust NBC, CNN, CBS. Like We learned that we had been lied to. We learned that a lot of people only know that Walter Durante was a lying bastard because of the internet. Like we can communicate and have these conversations because of the internet. It brought bad things and it brought good things. And how we use it is what – that's what makes it good or bad. And I don't think we're using the internet in all good ways. But but 30 years ago, you'd have been the guy saying, the internet's bad. It's not bad. No, I wouldn't. It's just a thing. <laughs> Nobody is saying the technology is a bad thing. We're saying the the cost of it coming out at this moment in time is probably. Well, going wait, 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 wait. You were saying you could apply the word bad to inanimate objects. You argued with me, you and now you're saying make that argument. You're the result. I did. 
It's easy to say whether we, it's a net positive or net negative. It's not easy to say that me. unless you I think, know what the future will behold. It's, it's impossible to say. To say the to internet say. is a net positive, but there are Here's, plenty of things that aren't. Okay, for 30 years later, you can say that about the internet. Broccoli is a net negative. Like, I could look at that inanimate no object way. and know broccoli that's going to awesome. hurt me. You and George <laughs> Bush. Oh, wait, was that Brussels sprouts? Which didn't George Bush I was going to say, like? giving Brussels women sprouts. the right to vote, probably net negative. However. <laughs> wait, are you, it, have you been convinced by Tom in chat now? However, it should have here, been folks. done. You should, you should not, women should, you shouldn't deny the people the right to, to vote on the basis of sex. Obviously, I shouldn't have to say that. But, but I do You should think, just deny them the right to vote generally. But right? I do think in terms Weird. of where we, the kinds of policies and stuff, I think uh, women have a, a tendency to, we're more easily pulled by emotion and by people who try to use our emotion and our empathy for nefarious ends. And so- I think maybe it hasn't been a net positive for society that women are voting, but I don't think we should be denied the vote. So I, I guess I feel the same way about the metaverse. I don't think it's going to have a net positive, <laughs> but well, I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't think you should. I, I, I guess I agree with what you're saying, Carter. You're trying to say the technology itself is not a, ba a bad thing. And all I'm I saying is, is, is all I'm yeah. saying is it's, 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 you're pretending to be Nostradamus by saying this will have a net blah, blah, blah effect on humanity generally. Like communism had a net bad effect on humanity. Like there's, there's many things that are much worse. How about we talk about Hegel and Kant and horrible philosophy and Marcusa and the postmodernists. Like if you want to worry about net negative effects, ban universities. Don't worry about the fucking metaverse. Love that. I just want to have a candy corn debate because I've never seen anything separate <laughs> more than either well, you like That's the one exception. Candy it. corn is bad. We can we can agree on that. Oh, no, it's corn. good. I'm a candy it's corn. Good. Good. It's a good work. thing. I love only no SJWs hate uh, candy The only thing worse is baby corn. That is the devil's food. <laughs> I love baby corn. What's oh, it's okay. You know, we all have uh, Everybody, I thought I could see nothing more contentious than the candy corn thing, Jay, that you introduced me to on Twitter. Thank you. Until I saw the Disaffected podcast, Josh Slocum really hates sweet potatoes. And there was a sweet potato versus uh, pumpkin pie, sweet potato pies. I love sweet potato pie. But he called it, this is one of the funniest phrases I've heard. He called sweet potatoes the, the devil's tuber. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> the wow. devil's root vegetable. Yeah. Anyway. He doesn't um, have really sweet potatoes. I just want to read. Uh, we're going to bring some of the people from the chat into this because we got a little. We yeah, we're little behind on super chats too. So we should. Yeah. Johnny Boy. Thank you, Johnny Boy. He says, regardless of culture, technology and tools like guns can be used for good. It's better to have them as the alternative is risking a new dark ages. I, see, I don't know if I agree. Uh, I don't think I. I don't know. I'd have to think more about it. I, like I actually, I actually don't even agree with that part, Carol. Let me. I, I. You enjoy not agreeing with anyone. It's not technology that gives you the dark ages. It's bad philosophy. Um, like technology exists because we've had, because we've had relative freedom and independence to go out and invent and specialize, and we've. We, we haven't been serfs. We've been relatively free. That's where all this technology comes from. It comes from personal innovation. It comes from capitalism as a, or to the extent that we've applied it. Like that's where technology comes from, right? 
So at the Dark Ages come from socialism. You want to see the Dark Ages, like, try communism. You get to the Dark Ages pretty quickly. You run out of bread very, very quickly. And some people want that for us. Yeah. Oh, I know. Because they think that they're going to be the ones at the front of the line yeah. or whatever, deciding who gets the bread. They're going to be the, yeah. Yeah, the people in charge. This is not a super chat, but I just want to read this from Ross. Hey, Ross says, uh, hey, wasn't a racist rock removed from some university campus recently? <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> They can't be bad, but they can be racist. Clearly. They can be racist. Yeah. Uh, I thank you. Say, I, th I think it's important to, like, uh, understand how to navigate things. Like, you know, for example, like, if I had kids, would they have iPads to sit in front of? Hell no. Would they be able to just sit in front of the TV all day? Hell no. So I think it's important to recognize the effects of our choices. About, and and, and, and by the way, I have an Oculus and a 12-year-old, and she gets to use it very sparingly to play a, a video game. That, like, exactly. Obviously. Like, obviously, she doesn't strap it on when she comes home from school and spends all weekend laying on the couch, like, drooling looking at the oculus like that's stupid but i also don't let her do that with an ipad so you know because you understand what that would entail we have a couple but some of people uh, don't we have a couple of candy corn lovers here <laughs> thank you what is wrong chest? with you people <laughs> i'm gonna I say mikey and i were at odds but now i'm on his side with this candy corn crap thank guys. you love you uh, I can feel my here. blood getting thicker thinking about candy corn. Thank you. Deep fried candy corn rocks. <laughs> Thank you. Deep folks. fried candy corn? Is that a thing, Jay? Uh, okay. I've never heard of that. <laughs> and the, 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 the crazy thing is people know that I like candy corn. They, they send me stuff in my P.O. box like, here's candy corn that tastes like turkey. Here's candy. I'm like, no, I like oh. regular, plain like I don't need to mix it with anything. I don't want chocolate on it. I just want to dump it in a bowl. It'll last all year long, uh, you know. And then I'm good to go. All right. It That's all I'm bad. saying. Like out of deep fried. Like I don't want any. I don't want it on a cake. I don't want it in a pie. I don't want it in my fruit. I don't want it on my. You know. I just want it in a bowl. Put my hand in it every now and then, you know. And I'm good. Like that's it. They last all year long. It's the gift that keeps on giving. That's all. Yeah. While we're on the subject, we'll we need to ban. Baby corn from stir fries. It ruins the stir fry. No, no. Uh, and then Mandy. Thank you, Mandy. Mandy says, oh, Lord, Jesse's going to get chat into oblivion. Oh, I yeah, forgot. Did something the, happen? The Jesse Smollett trial is, is happening. And the, uh, what's her name? Ghislaine. Ghislaine, is that how you say it? Maxwell? Both of those are going on right now. I don't know. Whatever. The, the pedo lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I've enjoyed hanging out with you guys today. But we're not done with super chat. We're not okay. No, <laughs> I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna. We're gonna rewind here. Hold on. What do we got in super chats? Uh, okay. Marie Busky wants Tiger on TikTok. Carrie. Yes. Oh, um, Beverly, put up the picture of Tiger. I want to show you guys. We just got someone gifted us a free photo session with Santa. We have a really great Santa in town. Oh, I saw that. But look at this one picture. <laughs> You can read the super chats while she's pulling it up. Look at him. No, <laughs> oh, I miss him. <laughs> He's like the official mascot now of the channel. So whenever I see, <laughs> he loved it. It was like the best day he ever had. Oh, <laughs> no, he doesn't look like the best day he's ever had. <laughs> I know. 
This is Tiger Happy. Really look like the best day I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might want to say something else. <laughs> this is a teasing. This is a teasing I do with him. He has such a resting bitch face, like all the time. It's so rare that he smiles. <laughs> <laughs> but when he does smile, then it's like, oh my God, look at it. Anyway. Uh, I was so happy when we were taking that picture and he kissed me. I was like, oh my God, I now have proof that sometimes you like me. Yeah, he hated you. A blue moon. He did hate he you. He was not first. your fan, Mikey. No, I right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know what was up with that, but he was not he your fan. He came around ish. <laughs> he came around. <laughs> Finally, he's a really they come around. I got food. Yeah, he died finally. Uh, so this is from Matt Deckard. I believe he, I'm, I believe he met up with you in Vegas. He's, he's a hat guy who watches our show. Matt, I need a new hat. I need a new fedora. My PO box is in any of my videos. (laughs) This is for drunk Ptolemy said kisses. Ah, thanks, Matt. I have a lot of All guys right. flirting on me. Where are the women at, man? Like, come yeah, on. I know, man. I'm a little off balance here. Where are the ladies? Exactly. Right. What's up? Andrew <laughs> joined. Andrew like says, what is this? With women, so we got to do some like Freaky Friday shit. Why don't you guys do the bait and switch thing? Yeah. Go What's on a that? double date. Go on the double date and then swap. I like that. <laughs> I don't, See, I don't, you snag the lady, he can snag the guy, and you guys can just. Oh, that's a good idea. My goodness. Uh, all right. Like I said, Andrew Drenner says, What is this tic tac? Is this a boomer thing? I can't know. Are we saying tic tac? Sometimes I probably do. Andrew Knapp says, Do not answer a fool according to his folly. Oh, you read this one already, Carrie, yeah. I think. I love that. Uh, Ian, Ian so forth says, Someone ought to break into Seth Rogen's car and leave a second joke. <laughs> uh, Volcanus Rex says can't That's afford the funny. price of electric cars nor the spike in my electric bill uh, JT Gunther gives us two bucks towards a Tesla and says we only need 49,998 <laughs> more dollars thank you Thank you. we'll put that in the Tesla fund <laughs> the official unsafe space Tesla fund um, Paratomsky says targeted downvoting re we can't see downvotes anymore they took them off our YouTube channel they were yeah. just it was some channels but now they're off ours as well. Just mummer. Lord We're Vito says, Hey there, Florida boy represent. I don't know if you saw that one earlier. Oh, we yeah. did see these, yeah. Um, drunk three G Man says drunk three PO needs to ask Carter about Japan. I don't know why. It's a country. Uh in the East. I don't know. There I uh, asked you. So I did. It's great. It's a great Are you I, talk- probably because you've talked about traveling before and when we were talking about white the difference between but they want to call Social justice people want to call what is actually majority privilege. They want to call that white privilege. Oh, right. Yeah. You spend and some time in like, Japan. It's like, hey, there's Japanese privilege. What do you know? Yeah. <laughs> it sucks to be white. Uh, all right. <laughs> they took the dislikes off my channel, too. Yeah, I think they've rolled it out to everyone. So it's I'm, I apologize to our trolls, the, the hate watchers. No one knows anymore. What know is my stalker going to do with this time now? <laughs> Super Iron Bob says, uh, ready rec, zero HP love, or reading recommendation. I can't read, so clearly it's not for me. Zero HP Lovecraft's 
God-shaped hole for a, an examination of a metaverse future. The beginning is spicy, but it's truly a worthwhile read. Okay, sounds good. Um, Mandy Caravicious. Oh, Lord, Jesse is going to get shat into oblivion. LOL. Is that it? Yeah, I think we're caught up. Uh, did you see the one that Mandy says, I'll always say women should reserve the right to terminate a child's life all the way to 17 years old? No, I did not. She would get along with my ex-coworker who, who also agreed with that. Uh, but speaking and- of, though, that's that's the heating up on the people who have been talking about this debate. And I just don't – I don't see the – maybe it's just me. I don't see the urgency around it. I don't understand. It's one of those things where – I think it's like a distraction that people were talking about, like Supreme Court and abortion rights. And because whatever happens, I mean, that's always going to be used by these two parties to try and generate tribalism and make sure you always vote for us because we got to get the other guy's abortion policy overturned. Like it's just this never ending thing. I I don't know. I'm not as as animated by that as other people are. I agree. I'm not I'm not super excited about it either. I don't. I, d- I will say I, I appreciate, I mean, even if I don't even agree with all the policies, I'm, I'm glad Texas is enacting some conservative policies because I, our state is changing and I don't want it to go the way of the big cities like San Francisco or LA or, you know, so I'm like, continue doing it. If you want to pass restrictive abortion bills here, I'm fine with it, even if I don't support those generally, because... I don't know how else to stem the tide of people. Yeah, you just want something to scare away the leftists, even if you don't agree with what it yeah. is, right? You need a like a leftist scarecrow. Um, so you have to be like, yeah, look, can't have abortions and there's no pot. Oh, yeah. I mean, after higher. a certain time, after a certain amount of time, I think it's what is it, fifteen weeks? Yeah, the Mississippi law is fifteen weeks. I think Roe v. Wade says viability, which is somewhere around twenty three to twenty four weeks, I guess. And the big, I, yeah, I, I don't, the left is really, they're very excited about Roe v. Wade, but in truth, and I'm not on the right and I'm not anti-abortion, but I don't see anything in the constitution that gives the federal government a right to tell states what they can do here. I mean, I just don't, I don't see it. And they're all acting like, obviously it's in the constitution. You need to interpret it properly. It's like, yeah, <laughs> interpret. That's the problem. Like, it's not, it's a contract between states that limits what the federal government can do and it delineates what the federal government can do. And there's nothing in it that says, like, you can reach into a state and tell them what that law can be. Um, so, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I honestly just wish in general that people could focus for two minutes. <laughs> I mean, we have cities and states. <laughs> passing segregation no one seems to care so i wish i'm like could we just focus on that maybe but my my biggest issue priority the whole thing is that i wish if if um i just wish they would offer more education and more alternatives than abortion like yeah making adoption a little less difficult and less expensive uh for people that could that that aren't able to have children things like that so that's just yeah. my. I'm not. No, I think there's a I, no. There's a lot yeah. of alternate. It, there's a much bigger problem behind this, and no one really trying to address any of the uh, 
contributing factors. They're just well, I don't know. It's like, and I, I don't know. There's a whole nother whole nother rant rave, but there's 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 orphan children everywhere in the world that there's great families here that would love to take them in, but the cost is like sixty, seventy thousand dollars wow. just to get them here, which is like, you know, people can't afford that. But they're great. And that's families, not a plane ticket. That's you know? government crap. Yeah, it's 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 Hague issues and like loopholes. It's crazy just to adopt internationally. Right. So, which is, you know, yeah. that's all I'm saying. That's why I, Florida Florida is a like free adoption state. So if you want to uh, to adopt a child, it's free. So like, and there's a lot of benefits for adopting in Florida, and they've done it that way. And I, I wish a lot of states would adopt uh, adapt yeah. uh, some of those laws. So can you adopt out of state in Florida, like come to Florida to adopt? Uh, I don't know exactly how it is, but I do know if you adopt in state, then you get help like medical, like that child is taken care of a lot with some medical stuff. And I believe if they go to a community college is paid for in full. Um, so a lot of that stuff is taken care of. So it's like they push people to adopt. And if you adopt a child that uh, is, uh, you know, like has to stay in a wheelchair or has some severe uh, mental or physical uh, difficulties, then I think they take care of uh, a lot of the medical expense as well. If you take, if you live that now, I, if they've changed over like the last year, I'm not sure, but um, that they've made it like that. So, so it encourages people like, all right, I don't, I won't have an abortion. I'll, I'll a family that's in need and the whole thing like that. So, like you said, there's it's, it's such a huge vine, like for all for that whole topic. There's just so much. Yeah. So I Someone also keeps saying in chat it. that abortion is against the Constitution because it's against natural law. Like I don't I don't think you understand my interpretation of the Constitution, which I get is not how people are interpreting it. But like even the Second Amendment and First Amendment doesn't prohibit states from writing laws. That like I know that's not what conservatives want to hear, but it says Congress shall make no law prohibiting those things. It doesn't say a state shall make no law. The, the Constitution was intended to be very weak. It's just a coalition between states. Your state constitutions matter way more. So I don't this idea that like, well, it's against natural law. Therefore, like, I don't, it, that's not the Constitution doesn't say we can reach into states that are doing things we think are against natural law and shut them down. It doesn't say that. So alright. Sorry, I just needed to <laughs> I, I don't Mikey. I don't see them having the balls to get rid of Roe v. Wade anyway. I mean, there have been a lot of things where these conservative justices didn't have the fortitude to do anything conservative. So I would be very surprised if they actually do that. I'm guessing, if anything, they'll probably do some like tepid middle ground sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Who knows? When's Let's do the, the last couple of on questions. that. I don't know. What? They're arguing. They were arguing as of like yesterday i think they're still arguing their cases and oh. i don't know you're here we get audio you can listen to the audio arguments yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of people making fun of like you know the leftists are doing all the like mocking the semi-conservative justices for asking like legitimate questions like i like clarence thomas literally asked the other day like where and like if you're talking about the second amendment or the fourth amendment i understand he's asking the um He's asking the lawyers, like, what, where in the Constitution does it say that we have the power to do this? And, you know, they're, instead of answering it, the leftist media are just mocking him, like, oh, you don't know how to interpret anything. It's like, 
Okay. It's the lawyer's job to say to the to the judge where he thinks that it is in the law. Like that's a legitimate question. Yeah. By the way, I just realized Tiger was with you. The two of you were just like looking forward, like American Gothic. It was awesome. <laughs> oh. We're getting ready for the Christmas weekend. Well, I I really appreciate you guys being here with us today and uh, and hanging no, I out. It. And why don't you tell? We sometimes like to wrap up on a positive note. Because we can talk about things in politics or whatever that gets pretty deep or depressing. Um, what's something that you're looking forward to? No one? Me? Is yeah. there what am I looking forward to? Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot looking forward to this. I mean, oh, good. I've, I've had... I had a, an incredible year that I, I like. I haven't had a great year like this in a long time, even in the midst of everything. What um, was great about it? You said that earlier. What was great about it? So at the beginning of the year, um, I met Gina Carano. She flew me out to Vegas. We had a lot, had fun. Then my channel exploded. I started a clothing line that was the number one seller for three weeks. They flew me out to Georgia. I got to fly in a helicopter and shoot guns. I got to travel. Yeah, that's to, cool. Yeah, I got to go to Mexico. It's all of my. Yeah, I got to go to Mexico, which is something that I really am passionate about that I love to help uh, help building um, a special needs home for for children in, in a poverty place. I got to meet some of my YouTube heroes, um, which Carrie was one of them, by the way. And I got to her oh, on my I podcast. It, I, I told you that before. Hello. Um, I just. I have a good feeling for you. And, I got. And thank you. <laughs> I got anyway. to. Uh, and coming up now, I'm going back to Vegas, and I got to go to Manhattan. Like, like again, like I'm just saying everything that I've done. I got to spend a week in Boston, meeting fans of my channel, which I thought never. Like I said, five years ago, I was like living in Haiti. Like I never thought this is like a. I'm just living a dream. Right there, I got to meet the uh, press secretary, Trump's press secretary. There's a picture of me and her at Fox Studios. Sean Hannity came, and gave me a football signed. Um, they, they paraded me around Fox studios and met all these people that knew my name. It was just like, I, I didn't understand, you know, it's like such a crazy year. Um, they, they put me up in a hotel in uh, freaking times square. Like I've never thought in a million years, you know, that, that all this would happen. And I still got some trips this year for Christmas and it just was, I, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's life is beautiful and you just gotta see it like life is beautiful and you just gotta next year i got a book coming out so that's awesome yeah it's just like i i don't know man. it's like life is beautiful man what's your and, book about push your book now promote it um it's it real quick it's it um it's geared towards probably like fifth to tenth grade 11th grader maybe um, it's about a it's a it's a story of students that live in a town kind of like the movie Pleasantville, but not like Pleasantville. If you've seen that, that live in a town with no color, that's void of color. A young boy f uh, finds the color blue. They develop a relationship and he begins to turn things blue and he goes on this crazy adventure. And then the next in the next book, the next student finds another color and begins to bring color back to the world. But I wrote that and I, I I won't be long, I promise. I wrote that because when I was in the classroom as a fifth grader, we were writing essays and a, and a young student wrote this paper saying the world would be better off without me. And it wasn't a suicide note. She just felt like she was living in poverty right here in American Florida. 
And she's like, my mom's struggling to pay the bills, getting food. So if I wasn't around, maybe life would be better. And I just saw so many young people dealing with this no value. Like, I don't have any value uh, because of whatever reasons. And so I just kind of like started writing this book out to let people know that you don't have to be somebody. You don't have to be a superhero to have value and importance in this world. So I just take like a bunch of students that feel like they have no value and put them on an adventure and mm. stuff like that. I can't give too much I away, but it. this is book one, great. you know, it's that like great. three years in the making. I'm not an author. So it's like a lot of editing and trial and error. And that sounds amazing. I want to read it. It's almost done. So That's thank you. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I want to read yeah. it. I appreciate Mikey, it. Thank you. What about you? Oh, you know, uh, Richard. How many Simmons books have you written recently? What and uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you looking forward to aside from Scream? Oh God, I, I'm stuck in New York. What am I looking forward to? Scream Five. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I'm filming a podcast with Peter this week. We're doing. We. I feel like I'm. I've been trying to get back into making more political sort of videos again because I was so burnt out. I sort of took a lot of time off from it. Um, and I feel like I realized the only way to keep myself sane doing it is to also do some like stupid videos too. So we've had some where I watch, make him watch different movies. So we did cats, we did rent and now we're doing sex in the city too. So I'm very excited for that. (laughs) He's going to hate life. It's the one where they go to the middle East. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh, thank you for coming back on. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, so great meeting you, dude. It's amazing. Remind everyone, both of you, tell people how they can follow you and find you and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Pretty simple. I put my name up on the wall so I wouldn't forget it. Um, YouTube on Drunk3PO. I also run Welcome to the Rebellion podcast, which you can find on any podcast platform. And um, I love it. (laughs) Pretty much it. (laughs) Mikey? How do they find uh, you? Well, I'm banned from Twitter, so you can't find me on Twitter, but you can find not Mike Harlow on Twitter at not mm. Mike Harlow. Uh, I'm on locals, mikeharlow.locals.com. I have a, uh, I, I, I was like pushed into getting on Getter. So we'll see. Is it any good? Keep people keep, are talking about it. I've never tried it. We'll see. No, you know. <laughs> I've heard it. No, I've heard it's good. So we'll see. Well, I've heard it's good. We'll okay. see. <laughs> but, um, and uh, go to my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. It's my name. It's a little bit barren, but there will be more stuff on You're doing oh, a, lot of, I you're doing a, a lot of stuff with Peter lately. Who's we started funny. a podcast uh, called the Red Flag Love Cast that's about dating oh, and wow. relationships and love in the time of liberals. Excellent. So, go watch stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you guys for being here. If it was your first time watching Fridays or when we uh, do like a more of a casual Friday, hang out with friends. Just a reminder, we have book club coming up uh, November. Sorry, December 19th. <laughs> Wait, when is it? Now I'm going to look it up. December, December 19th. 19th. And you can yeah. go to unsafespace.com. The book club page is always free to join and participate if you want to read this book and talk with us about it later this month. Thank you guys. Thanks for yeah. being in the Thank chat Thank you. Today. Well, it was such an honor to be here. Seriously. It's a lot of fun. Thank you both. And uh, we'll, we'll do it again. Everyone else, have a, good, have a good weekend. We'll see you later. Let's see if Beverly can roll the credits now. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thanks for watching. 
If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy, so go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by Dr. Fauci. All praise be to his name. The following co-conspirators have been asking too many questions. You know what to do. Once the Maxwell trial is over, we promise there will be no more pedophiles among the ruling class. Just one more job to combat the Zeta variant. Oops I mean the Omicron variant. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.